All right, welcome to episode four of the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. I am Randy Kilwag, joined by Jonathan Everett and Josh Geyer, who has lost his voice. Josh? Hello, everyone. This is Josh, and I lost my voice. Today, I will be speaking via this real cool voice software. Don't worry. I will still be using my vast encyclopedia of sports knowledge that you have all become accustomed to to give you the content you crave. When you think sporting harder, think Josh. <laughs> <laughs> right, and it's, this is a real thing. You did lose your voice, right? Yeah. How did you lose your voice? I don't know. I have some sinus thing. Okay. All right. So we have a special guest today, Mr. Travis Diskin. Woohoo! Um, man behind the curtain. The sexual curtain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of curtains. The guy that's <laughs> a longtime Timbers fan and the guy that started Patch Patrol, or maybe he didn't. We'll find out. Travis, hello. Hello, Randy. Hello, John. Hello, Josh. Introduce yourself to us, Josh. Josh. Hi, Josh. Josh. Josh again with the facial recognition. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce yourself, Travis. <laughs> Um, hi, I'm Travis Diskin, and I uh, am the founder of the Patch Patrol, and a uh, longtime Timbers supporter, as you say, goes back way to my childhood, NASL days, and um, and uh, now I'm here, really as a highlight of my Timbers career, to uh, be the first guest on the uh, Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Yeah, I know, that's our first guest, this is a momentous occasion. I thought I was a guest this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, can you leave? <laughs> nothing personal. Just leave. <sighs> uh, well, cool. Well, uh, let's kick it off here with some of the, the, the questions. Obviously, Travis, you just introduced yourself, which is fantastic. We're glad to have you here at mm -hmm. uh, the Creveret Castle. Um, so uh, we have a series of questions uh, and some A series are, of unfortunate questions. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll, you'll be able to tell which ones I wrote. Okay. Um, uh, so, uh, you've been involved for a long time, uh, in, you know, the timbers and the culture and everything. So what is your favorite memory of being a timber supporter? So, um, this is a good question because it's important for you to know that about anything about five years in the past usually gets purged from my memory. Um, I don't know if it's just a self-defense or new knowledge pushes all the old shit out, but um, if you're going to ask me questions about long ago, it's going to be uh, a challenge to, to drag it up. But I do have one that's probably the most uh, uh, important one was going to see the first uh, Timbers MLS preseason match against Seattle up at uh, which which one is it? What's it? Is it Starlight or yeah, Starfire? Starfire, or Star, whatever. Yeah, Star, yeah, Starfire. Starfire Stadium. <laughs> yeah, and we went up there. Uh, a lot of people went up, and this was before, um, you know, we really knew any, many of the team members. There were still about four or so carrying over, but uh, is this MLS? This era? is MLS preseason okay. 2011. Or, okay. Yeah, and. Um, it was Kenny uh, Kenny Cooper's uh, first appearance. You know, here's a guy who'd come back over from uh, Germany, and we, everybody had high hopes. He was a you know poaching forward, and uh, we thought this guy was, 
you know, really going to deliver and uh, was sort of the poster boy for that first season. But he definitely scored and somebody started chanting, uh, Kenny fucking Cooper. And so we could start calling him KFC after that. And uh, th- that uh, was a pretty special moment. Oh, that's fantastic. So you used to go when you were a kid too, though, right? Yeah, yeah, way back in the day. But that's, I mean, you talk about fuzzy. Like, as far as my memories go, I remember one time coming out of the stadium and uh, I remember Timber Jim up on the spar with his uh, chainsaw, uh, you know, waving it around and and buzzing that and being slightly thrilled and afraid by the whole thing. (laughs) Uh, But it was pretty young back then, so... Yeah. Uh, so when you went up to Starfire, did you guys do buses or was it more just like a car trip with friends or how organized was it in comparison to today? At that point, I think I remember my older brother, Todd, he went up, but I went up with a couple other friends. We just rented a hotel because it wasn't that far away. And, uh, and you know, different people you sort of knew were around. Um, uh, but Did you have to spoon with a stranger? Um, again, that whole memory thing, <laughs> that would have been the first memory to go or the first one I saved. I remember going to games workshop while I was up there, kind of a miniatures nerd. So for, for that game, um, at Starfire was Diego Chara a member of the team yet, or was he still to be announced? He, I don't recall, honestly, he might've been, uh, I, th- cause I think he came in. That was fairly like the- early, um, but I remember like a lot of the holdovers from the USL days were playing in that match, you know, Footy and uh, Ryan Poor, and uh, you know, um, I think Khalif Alassan. Um, but I don't remember if uh, Chara was in that match or not. Just for reference, everyone, as I'm doing some fantastic internet research while asking questions, so I sound smarter than everyone else. That game was on March 4th, 2011. Actually, Kenny Cooper scored in the 93rd minute. Yep, yep. That was uh, oh, oh. I, because that was uh, that's uh, hence the excitement. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, uh, you maintain the golden binders. Who died and made you patch God? You selfish. F- I'm assuming that's a question from Facebook. No, uh, that's yours. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we've given up on on trying to limit the, yeah. the F bomb. Well, you can you can uh, you can just edit that one out. That'll yeah. be easy. F word. You might say fudge. You might say frick. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's one of the reasons I started the Patch Patrol at all was to keep track of, uh, of what was made. It seemed like a lot of scarves were out there. Nobody knew who made them, how many, what the whole purpose of them were. And so I started using that Facebook page to try and catalog uh, what had been made and how many and when they were made and who made them, just basic info. And uh, I thought it would be cool that at some point, if we had a copy of every single patch that had ever been made, that would be better to do it while they're being made than to wait until, you know, somebody said, Hey, we should have a copy of everyone made and then try to find them all. So, um, just started building this, uh, collection of them in, you know, old, uh, uh, baseball card sleeves. And, uh, um, now we have quite a collection of, of binders. Probably gonna have to go to a fifth binders, you know, soon. So, T- tell us about the early days of patch releases. Um, so I'll tell you the first one and the reason uh, 
why we started doing it is uh, my younger brother Brent has done a lot of graphic design and uh, was doing a lot of graphic design during the MLS um, um, conversion or transference uh, from USL to MLS. He was taking a lot of old uh, propaganda posters and uh, making them into Timbers art. And uh, that's and good stuff. Yeah, it's some pretty cool stuff. You can still see that online somewhere. Um, maybe there'll be a link to it on your page. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so uh, he did a lot of other crazy art too, kind of mix matches of different things. And uh, he had this one cool design of a. Uh, um, it was kind of Lovecraft related. And I thought, oh my God, that would be a cool patch. But I'm like, make a patch. Like, how do you do that? I mean, it seems like you could do it, but uh, like, I'm going to go out there and try and make, you know, 50 or a hundred patches. That's just crazy. I, I can't afford that. Or it just didn't seem in, in scale uh, to what I wanted to see done. So I started asking other people around me in our section, um, uh, 108 and they're like yeah I go in on that and uh, went on to 108 had a, a page and you know other people who were active in the community uh, the Timbers Army community were on Facebook too so I just started saying hey uh, anybody want to help get this thing done you know pitch in a few dollars and we'll get this thing made and that's how the um, Rosa di Fatagan you know Cthulhu patch was made and uh um, there'd been other patches around that time too. other people that just were doing it kind of the same way. Like, Hey, uh, I got a cool idea. Let's make some patches. Um, uh, and of course there was the, uh, no pity van, which was making, you know, made a few patches, uh, prior to that. Um, so what made you decide to start a Facebook presence? Well, let's see, that was 2013 or so, 12, 13, I think 13 and um i don't know it just seemed to be where people were starting to go to to be to connect up and um there really wasn't any place else at that point where people were connecting up tell us about your love of facebook as a platform and as a corporation <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean i'm all in uh i after i got the zuckerberg tattoo i <laughs> feel i can't go back uh committed no, I, you know, things have changed a lot, obviously, in the idea of social media. Um, if anybody can recall, go back to that time, you know, of, of MySpace and... Friendster and other... Friendster, <laughs> friends, I had a Friendster. Things like that. Yeah. You know, it was just a way to connect up with individuals. And, you know, you were talking to other people you actually knew face-to-face. -face, and so... You had a different level of, of um, courtesy towards each other. Once they start, once it started getting bigger and bigger, and you started basically communicating with people you didn't know, uh, the doors were f kind of flung open for people to be, um, you know, kind of ugly to each other. And uh, Facebook has done nothing to prevent that. In fact, it seems to encourage it. I'd like to find another solution. Kind of surprised, honestly, there isn't another one. Um, that somebody else hasn't come out with like a uh, non-profit version that people could use. Uh, you know, don't, don't, somebody did. Don't you think it would be just as terrible as Facebook in another five years if the same people who were yeah. making Facebook terrible join it? Like I no, but Facebook groups is great. The, the concept of Facebook groups is great, but I think Travis is right in that it just puts together a bunch of 
crappy people who don't know each other in real life or are willing to be mean. It's like, uh, but then once you get a chance to know, oh man, I'm contradicting myself again from the first episode for my distaste of Richard Farley. Sorry, Richard. <laughs> Apologies. Richard, uh, Richard, Richard, insert. Huckabee Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I come well, up with, you're welcome, Derek. Yeah, I, I come up with silly nicknames uh, for a lot of people. People are like, oh, that's like what Trump does. I'm like, it's the one thing Trump does that's actually pretty good is come up with pretty funny <laughs> nicknames. So I'll take that as a compliment. Um, uh, hey, little John Everett. Yeah, <laughs> little Johnny Everett. <laughs> nice pants, Johnny. Um, yeah, I think you're never going to... Anytime you put people together... And it reaches a certain critical mass that you're always going to have drama. You're always going to have problems. Uh, but the stuff that Facebook does as a company is really unconscionable right now. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. Completely agree. So uh, speaking of putting people together, do you want to give us a recap of the PPPPP that we just went through? The Patch Patrol yes. Pizza Party Palooza. Patch Palooza, yes. Yeah. Uh, the recap is it went very much like the previous two. Um, for those who don't know, maybe don't aren't. This isn't necessarily a patch um, podcast. Oh, so it is. Not everybody I'm knows everything about patches, but everything is a patch uh, podcast. You guys can do better than that. One, two, three. Excellent, excellent, ladies, excellent. Thank you. We've tried to assemble everybody uh, who would like to come and do trading and giveaways and uh, buy raffle tickets for cool stuff uh, once a year. And we do that usually in the late winter. And we just had that. And it was pretty cool. Uh, at the event, we uh, do a big raffle for fundraiser. And this time it was for Friends of Shelter Animals and um, raised about... 1400 for them which was great um we also do um people were doing sewing patches onto people's vestments you know for the charity too that raised money for that can which, i interrupt i have a question on yeah. that um so i don't have a vestment uh, and i'm going to make one at some point here like i was just saying before we started recording is it lazy to pay someone else to put patches on your vest because that's exactly what I want to do. It's very punk rock. Yeah, <laughs> it's very punk rock to pay someone else to do it. As long as I use <laughs> <Yeah>. dental floss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. So you were saying about the uh, the, the event and what was It happening. is a good question, though. There's all these like weird little cultural speed bumps in the group that a lot of people don't uh, know or think maybe it's gauche or something. But uh, at a certain point when you've got... Uh, over 40 patches uh you want to put on a brand new vestment uh sometimes it's better to turn to the professionals than to you know bloody your fingertips how's the, how's the sewing going it's going great what's your name again shanti shanti yes okay i probably met you last year at this location right? yeah. Yeah. yeah i'm, I'm randy. randy nice to meet you how are you doing sarah what are you doing? Uh, sewing patches on for the benefit, the friends of animals, shelter animals. The, 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 Is it okay if I record you? Yes. Okay. 
Excellent. This is great. It's nice because people are making trades and flipping patches on their resumes. And so this, the way this works is they give you a donation and then they and then that, that goes to Patch Patrol yep. Project. And Julie's been pinning for us because she's a rock star. You're pinning for us, right? Yes. Okay. Which helps with the sewing. I'm pinning for you guys. It's Jamie, how you doing, man? Hanging in there. What's he recording? I don't know. I'm recording for our podcast. So we're. <laughs> yeah, that's, enjoy, a, that's a great look. Uh, so we're doing this to benefit the Patch Patrol event and make more donations, and also because people like stuff sewn on, and some people don't feel like they can sew stuff. So excellent. Shanti's a rock star and has been a huge help, as so we can get a lot more done. Excellent. Thank you. Yes. I'm such a wad. <laughs> hey, Jim. Hey. You may not remember me either, but I'm the guy that did that uh, sticker for the, the Paul Bunyan sticker. Oh, yeah. 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 How's it going? I love it. What, uh, That's you, one of my favorites. Do you mind if I record this for the no, podcast? Not at all. What, what brought you to the Patch Patrol party? Well, I got an invitation from uh, uh, Sutton. Uh, yeah. Jeffrey Sutton. Sutton. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I wanted to come down. He wanted to give me these patches. Oh, yeah, those are excellent. I'm going to take them down to uh, Camp 18 for the right. log blessing. For the log blessing. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And what day is the log blessing again? It's February 23rd, and it's at 9 o'clock. 9 a.m.? Yeah. Excellent. And they can Google it, you know. Okay. And it's easy to find. It's right on Highway 26. All right. Thanks, man. I hope to see you there. Hey, thanks for the patch. Yeah. Cheers. He's got to do the raffle cup bowl here in a second. Yeah, but after the, oh, is it, are we almost up? Well, five minutes. Okay. Uh, Travis, yeah. you, you started this whole thing. Has it been everything that you've uh, wanted it to be? Uh, you do not have my consent to record me. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it's awesome, you know. Being able to meet uh, events like this makes it all, all the headache and the drama worthwhile. Uh Timber Jim showed up, man. That's pretty freaking awesome. That was a big surprise. I didn't know he was coming, but he came. He signed in patches. He's mingling, getting people to come out to the log blessing this uh, this winter. Um, can can you can I get you to follow me around and whisper people's names into my ear that I should know? Um, if I had that ability, I would certainly do that for All you. Right. But right. I'm as lost as you are half All the right. time. Thanks, Travis. You bet. Uh, we also did a uh, the annual Patches Awards. And uh, Patch of the Year was uh, given to Carrie Zavalny, Zavalny, sorry, and uh, for her heart chakra back patch and small patch, very very nice design. And uh, she also Hannah Cherry uh, assisted her on that patch as well. So they both uh, won the award for Patch of the Year, and then there was five other or four other awards this year. That's a that's the second year in a row it's been at that venue. Is that right? Third. Third. Yeah, Third. we've done it all three years there at the Lucky Lab. We had about 100 people out, I think. Oh, so, there's more, the than more than that. I would say quite yeah. a bit. I mean, probably about 200 would be my guess because a lot of people left and came, came back and yeah. went downstairs. It was too crowded and so on and so forth. So uh, I guess you kind of answered this question, but this came from Ankish, which was, uh, Travis, what was your motivation for starting Patch Patrol? Yes. Um what well, was selfish at first, which was trying to get enough people together um, to make a patch that I wanted to have made. Then it turned into um, 
boy, it'd be cool if people could trade patches. I'd like to get some more Timbers-related patches, knowing nothing about what had been made before, or very little. You know, I had a couple of Takas from 2008, um, but um, I was like, well, there must be other stuff out there. I'd love to see if people wanted to trade. Uh, naively, I went on to eBay and bought all these packages of EuroLeague patches, uh, thinking, oh, well, if I can get people together, maybe they'll trade me some stuff for these ones I care nothing about. So I had all these <laughs> Inter Milan patches, <laughs> nice. and, uh, and, uh, and I still have some of those, which is kind of funny. Uh, but uh, I thought, well, maybe I can get some sort of trade going here with this stuff. Um, uh, so it became uh, then not only a, a, a way for, to meet and trade with other people who might be involved and made stuff, but then started to be, I guess about that time I thought, um, when I was probably on my fourth tote of scarves, uh, boy, I can only wear one of these scarves per match, you know, maybe there's a better way. You know, we Brent and I had then uh, made probably three patches at that point. I think we'd made the PDX versus VLC and uh, the Cobra patch. And then I thought, well, that's kind of cool. Maybe there's, you know, other people are starting to make stuff too. This is a cool creative expression and you can wear more than one at a time, which is unlike a scarf. Uh, So maybe this is something that, you know, other people would be interested in see the value in. And so I became more of a promoter of, of the idea of making patches. That's, uh, that's awesome. I love that. Um, the VLC, uh, patch. That's one of my favorite ones. I thought that design was really, really cool. It was like, and it was also one that was fun because Brent and I worked on it and it wasn't from any kind of pre-existing. My idea was kind of presaging the idea of merit badges that if we were going to have these, uh, international matches or friendlies and different kinds of events, then we would make a patch for each of those. And then um, you just to show that you were there like a, a merit badge, you know, it would be something to commemorate that. Why didn't you do one for the Burnley match? It's a, a, again, a, no something I kick myself for to this day, but <laughs> uh, you know, it, what it turned out to be was trying to get these things made in advance enough time and uh, just wasn't going to become feasible. So the idea passed on after the first one. PDX Clarets on Facebook, anybody? If you're will, if did you're, you actually if, register? If you're a Burnley a supporter, is it just you? Yeah, it's, it, well, it's just me, and then like two or three people that feel sorry for me. So people who aren't actually yes. Burnley fans who just <laughs> yeah, want to be in another Facebook group yes. about soccer. He yep. just wanted to be an admin in another group. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that's actually a good uh, segue is what is your favorite overall patch and what is your favorite patch you helped create? Hmm. My favorite overall patch might be the one that Carrie made this year, honestly, because it's the design on it is, is immaculate. It goes back also to the hand of Providence. I think that one was uh, showed a new level of what could be done. Um, like the artistry of embroidery, uh, I get, you know, it's kind of a nerdy thing to say, I guess, but it pushed the limits like to say, Oh my gosh, that could be done so artistically. There's some great designs out there, but that one especially was not like a, I'm going to knock this out in 20 minutes or 30 minutes or even an hour. Yeah. Somebody had to really, uh, well, it's that William Lee's patch, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. I mean, that really had to be thought about and, and executed. But I think Jason Lambert. Made yeah, it J- first. 
think he did help with the art, right? Both of those two, I think, really pushed the the boundaries um, of what could be done with the patch. And it made me go, if you're going to do a giant back patch, you're going to do a large format, or you're going to do something, why not try and do something different and special? Oh, totally. Um, and I, I think Lambert did a lot of the art for it. Um, yeah, just they, just great, great art in those. So those are my favorites. And then the one I uh, made, um, I can't mention. So instead, I will say that it's probably the first one, the Cthulhu one. Yeah, that is uh, also a really... How many of those were made? You know, let me revise that. Actually, it's probably the Big Hearts Brass Balls one. In, in the end, I think that that's the one that I'm... Uh, uh, proud of the design i'm proud of the decisions we made on it and just the idea for me um i guess at that point coach caleb uh really was able to uh, boil down what i care about out of my team and it isn't all the silverware or whatever as long as they go out there you know and play with big hearts and brass balls then I'm going to support those guys because they gave it all. I'm going to give them all uh, when they don't hold up to that. I mean, we can't always get the best players in the world. We never, you know, I don't see that in our future in my lifetime. So, you know, the people who kind of hold to our ethos in, in the Northwest and Portland and uh, the people who uh, go out there and play hard and play with big heart, you know, are the ones that I'm going to support. So I support, I'm really happy to make that patch. Did you also make the scarf as well? Uh, no, I did not. I did not. I don't know who did. I... Oh, interesting. I thought that was a combo. No. Um, no, a lot of people were doing that. After he said that, there was a, the No Pity Van did a design based on it. Um, we did the patch. Somebody else did a scarf. And I don't really know the timing of who did what when. But it obviously uh, entered the zeitgeist of timbers lore that phrase yeah all right um the next question is regarding patch patrol what drama do you hate to deal with and what drama do you secretly enjoy dealing with i can can you name names yeah (laughs) oh that's that's, why does everyone hate hold on Let me start with, um, I guess, the the one that I hate is there's certain things that come up. It's almost like clockwork, like every six months or I don't know what it is. If there's another moon uh, orbiting us and it pulls everything into alignment and then people just start to gripe out each other about one thing or another. And there's several issues that come up and it's just always the time. Usually one of them is, and the one I probably like the least, is when somebody makes a design and then other people say that that's shit, uh, you know, you shouldn't do that, and and everything else uh, really pile pile up on them. Like some sort of gatekeeping? Yeah, gatekeeping. I really (laughs) can't stand the gatekeepers. Um, Now, I get it, you know, because it's, it's, it's the tough thing is that it's nuanced. It's a very nuanced situation in how you handle it. If you don't get ahead of uh, somebody releasing something that's really not, you know, well thought through or has pitfalls, then it can blow up into a situation where both sides are right. And they're both wrong for how they're treating each other. And that's the real difficult situation. So instead, 
you know, what they're wrong about is not treating each other with kindness, being excellent to each other. Um, you know, I think that a lot of patches are being made and a lot of them I I would say wouldn't put on anything I wore, but that doesn't mean somebody else wouldn't. And so, um, that's fine. I live and let live in that regard, I say. Um, so those ones are, and there's several other things that tend to bloom up like that every so often. There's a culture war also uh, to some extent. I don't like, um, well, there's two different ones. One is the one that comes ex uh, from an external source, which is the political stuff. It's really tough because a lot of myself and a lot of people I know share a certain ideology or set of ideals, a set of um, ethics. And then when somebody who shares an opposite side uh, uh, comes in and says, well, you guys are supporting Antifa or Black Bloc or Iron Front or whatever, then why can't you support the KKK? I mean, that's a horrible example, but you know, it's whatever their ideal is. Probably a true example. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's like saying, well, yeah, because that's stupid. We're not going to do that here. And uh, sometimes I feel like I do have to go you know what, this is a page I started, um, you know, if you want to do one that's all about uh, uh, white supremacist timbers patches, you go do your own thing. No, you, you know, I'll hate it, And uh, but that's we're not going to have Burnley that here page. on something I created. What's yeah. that? Randy's Burnley page is all about that. Yeah, I've, it's just a very subtle undertone to the whole thing. Um, the one that I do love is when somebody's just really bad and I can hammer them <laughs> because most of the time I can't do that. Right. So, uh, most of the time I have to be very, um, cautious and I try to be sensitive to everybody because I wouldn't want to be treated that way. But when somebody is totally wrong, I love to be, to be able to just go in there and drop a hammer on them. Oh, that's actually perfect because, uh, this, the, the next question was how many people have you had to ban and what was the most egregious offense? You might if, have to remind me. I, um, for the longest time, I said that I would never delete comments. I would never silence people, that there was always going to be a way to work it out, right? And if we just, if somebody was there to moderate a discussion, we would just, and that was always me, that at least we, we would be able to work through it because, um, I don't think anybody's inherently evil. Um, that may, be, may not be true anymore. I don't know. Except for Josh has proven himself to be quite evil. If a troll is evil. Josh, he's do you want to say something? nodding his head and smiling. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, maybe he's I don't think we've I mean, we've only banned maybe a couple of people. And I might possibly would want to take one of those back. But I just remember being overwhelmed by pettiness at the time and and just not wanting to have to deal with that anymore. We had a situation where somebody was, um, I don't believe they were being forthcoming on why they were selling a lot of patches at a tremendous profit. And it blew up into kind of a storm of people um, attacking them. Um, and rightfully so, because the person wasn't making a good case for what they were doing. And then they got really ugly with people. Um, and... Um, so we had to kick her off the page. Um, Randy daily wants to kick people off. <laughs> He's got a not list. True. Yeah. It's not true. It's not um, true. It is not true. <laughs> it's true. Um, but luckily we haven't had to do that a lot. 
um, it's usually when somebody does uh, starts attacking other people and won't back down from it that uh, that would be the case. So if we're talking about the same person, that person was 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 shown the door because of not being able to be civil with somebody talking about some of these questions and, and just habitually not doing the thing that we asked them to do and then being really difficult about it. Not, yeah. not for, and then it's, and since, and after the, after being shown the door, went to go on and sell patches on eBay for ridiculous sums of money and, and buy patches have somebody's giving them patches Mm-hmm. And, and try and, and they end up on eBay. I feel a segue coming after this uh, question too, uh, but um, uh, you yeah, should that's exactly right. What's that? You said you should ask yourself the question. No, I think you're going to bring up some point about the uh, the ethos of of resale of patches and uh, when it's right and why we've set limits on that. You've talked about it in the last the, the last uh, episode. Uh, I figured you'd ask me about that, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it had to do with the fact that, Hey, um, it's not, we said, we don't really think it's cool what you're doing. And then that person attacking everybody else. And then that person saying they weren't going to stop attacking. And in fact, we're going to start selling it for even more that we just said, okay, this is a person who obviously can't interact within the boundaries of a community, any community, it seems like, let alone ours. Um, so yeah, that one super bummed me out because uh, without naming names, that person was super nice to me uh, as well in the beginning when I was getting started, and mm-hmm. I ended up doing an awesome trade for one of those uh, third kits, the green and gold with the the gold collar, and um, and so when that all went down, I was super surprised just based on the interactions I had had with said person, um, and just a super bummer. So yeah. it's like. Kind of like when you guys have to herd the cats as admins of Patch Patrol, all three of you. That's um, it's someone who you're clearly going to see again, uh, and so it's like you're dealing with their internet persona, and then you have to see them in real life. And what's that like? I, I had, I mean, I had entirely positive interactions with that person too, and I consider that you know very friendly. Consider you know like a casual. I guess not really a friend because we didn't hang out, but you know, friendly. But then I was slightly worried about that, but. Oddly enough, I've never, never seen that person at a match from that day on. Oh, I'm going to try to make something happen. <laughs> yeah. Let's do a, a, re- a reunion. Yeah. Let's try and mend these, uh, mend these Tearful fences. reunion. So, yeah, let's, let's ask that question about the the ethos or the ethos, however you want to say it, of selling patches for a profit um, or trading multiple patches to get one old one. Like, where? What is the line for you as the godfather of this um, this project? Uh, much like obscenity, I guess I know it when I see it. Uh, I don't know. It, it's tough because you can't really draw a line other than what we've said that we shouldn't profit off of each other. Um, but beyond that, I, I don't really feel like there's. Uh, a line so much as a, a a lot of decisions you have to make as you go along the way there. I don't think it's right to, you know, I, I've threatened to remake some old patches that people <laughs> wanted to sell online for a long time because, uh, you, you know, I wanted to sell for a lot of money, I should say, uh, just because I think that that's, you know, if, if people want it that bad, that's fine. I've never personally been one that's been about the collector culture, about the, 
um, got to have everyone, but don't look behind. But you. But let me let me also I also self examine and say maybe that's because I've set myself as the archivist that's going to collect every single patch. So I, uh, you know, maybe I put myself up on that throne. So I'm above it all because I doing it for a altruistic reason and not for a personal one. Uh, right. And you, you consider those to be not your personal collection, right? No. Um, at some point I plan to turn all those over to some sort of, um, I don't know, museum or something. In my mind, I've always said there's going to be someday there'll be a museum to the timbers and then that stuff will um, will end up in that. That would be super cool. I remember there was big drama about that when I first got involved in the patch culture and people were pissed at you for having the golden binders and how come I can never see them? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> burka, burka, burka. Yeah. taking our jobs and i was like what yeah <laughs> the gall of requesting yeah. a, a one two dollar donation in goods to for the sake of history yeah it was such horseshit uh, uh and, and uh, we still have a, we still have sort of a problem getting people to give to the archives sometimes and then when they do it's never that it's usually just the one for the archives and not the two and because there's two because we want to have two distinct copies right yeah yeah just if ever there's a time when we turn it all over it would be nice to have the extra and i always thought and when i'm but was there's a time there when i was just buying buying them all personally and that became pretty expensive when they started to be 100 200 patches made per season um you know where i'm just was you know put three or four of them in there because maybe someday I, the archive needs to use that to trade to for get. something that it doesn't have so i always just kind of thought my saw myself as the the watchdog over that i would love to turn it over to someone else though because it's a lot to manage and it's out of date severely I, I know i know a gal that you can turn that all over to yeah she fundraising for a pig yes. Ooh, ouch. do we edit that part Back to Timbers overall and less about patches. Uh, what Timbers player were you most sad to see leave? That's a tough one, I think. I mean, recently, uh, you know, still hasn't hit me that Zarek, you know, left. He was a, um, a great uh, sponsor or, you know, I don't know how to put it. Kind representative. Of a good representative yeah. of patch culture. Before him, uh, in that category, maybe even more so, would have been Vitas, who um, I thought was a great role player there, a good you know infill for when somebody was injured. I thought he was a great player. I don't understand why he didn't fit in with uh, the new coach there, but he, he got injured. Well, he was brought in to replace Zarek originally, um, and when he when we we signed him, they moved Zarek back to the bench, but then people kept getting injured or whatever and so Zarek would fill in on either side right but then Vitas got injured and and then uh Zarek took over for him and then Vitas was not able to win that position back I I bow to your memory on that yeah so Vitas was uh a guy who was um really active with us and uh us being the patch patrol and I hated to see him go. I really liked how he played and everything. He was he would show up. To, I mean, he would show up to our events and hang. I mean, he won at least one, right? And hang out. Yeah. He would go. Like he, he was on that episode of or um, soccer touchdown. He went to their watch party 
and just hung out with like he was it was a game that he wasn't traveling mm-hmm. to and he just like showed up and watched the timbers match with a bunch of random timbers fans that's freaking awesome yep yep there was something really uh genuine about his love of our culture uh something really deep down he just wanted to hang out with you know supporters i don't know if it has something to do with where he came from and how the how the what the culture was like there but uh, uh i love that about him you know from a player point point of view i was really sad when uh dk was uh dropped i loved how um he played and i felt like his uh he never found his place in the team but i loved his uh his drive um the same with like horst uh when horst left he was one of the original mls team players um he was a guy that was a real enforcer out there as a central defender i loved how he would support the rest of the team he was like a second leader on that team and so but he got injured went to houston and uh ended up coming back and being really strong for them for a long time but I was really sad to see him go. There was a whole wave of that first, um, you, you know, the first MLS uh, year. Uh, there was so many players that you were like wanted to love, but they weren't all that great, you know? So you just was like, oh, they were our guys from when we were so excited. And turns out there's guys that are a lot better than them out there <laughs> yeah. that we could get to play for us and it's like your home team becomes an all-star team in your mind you're like well i can't imagine it would be better than so and so yeah and then yeah and then you're like oh oh yeah, yeah there's Ooh. some really good players down south america and uh they're doing really good you know so that, that i think i hope that answers the question yeah so i mean that's a follow-up then so um Zarek, very important to patch culture and the connecting to the fans uh, because of the massive fundraiser that we he did with Patch Patrol, that we raised twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, twenty five thousand yeah. dollars. Benefiting you know, new avenues for youth and um, Q Center. Yeah, Q Center. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm a huge supporter of new avenues uh, as well in general. So yeah, um, they're good. Uh, I'd like to see money let, going to charities. Let's that, let that sink in. Twenty five thousand dollars for like a non sanctioned. He didn't get a lot of help. He didn't get help from like the front office on this. Not or, much. So. Yeah. But I mean I mean yeah, I guess they did put the, the picture up on the scoreboard before the match. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Yeah, but let's was, be clear, all the support they gave were was after we started the whole right, thing. Yeah, it after, was like yeah, it was ancillary. Oh, this is kinda cool. Maybe right. we should start you know tag our names. The it's not like they coordinated any part of it. It was us right. saying, Can we get a table here? And they're like, What do you want to do? And we're like, <laughs> Well, we want to like ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. When he says us three, what he means is me, uh, Travis, and Randy, not himself. <laughs> I was definitely not. At, I was definitely there. Um, yep. um, so with Zarek and Vitas being gone, are there any other players that are engaged with you still in the culture, or is it more just trying to message through a like a chain to get to people? I, th- I have a tough time because I don't – you don't want to disclose your sources? No, I don't enjoy the idea of celebrity. And so the idea for me of like getting players involved is great when they want to do it. Uh, but me going out and say, hey, you're a celebrity. Come help us out has always rankled with me because I, I don't. Yeah, we all shit the same. So Yeah, that's right. One ass at a time. <laughs> Two asses at a time for me. <laughs> so I <laughs> don't... <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I I haven't thought of anybody that I'd like go, hey, do you, uh, 
Yimmy, do you want to be our new patch ambassador? And you can come do patchy stuff. You know, it really wasn't ever about that. You know, uh, that's what's really cool about Vitos, for example, is that he just started showing up. He's like, what are you guys doing? And the same with Zarek. He, he had a binder that had like four patches in it. And he came down to the tap room one time. He's like, guys, hey, you want to do some trading and whatnot? And saw this as a, a, a venue to do some other good, which is, um, you know, matches my passion as well is to try and turn people's passion for you know uh second or third tier uh soccer <laughs> into more important things <laughs> like charities that actually affect uh you know things on the ground around you i always hated it when uh it's like hate and love it when they would join patch patrol uh, the Facebook group, meaning Zarek and or Vitas, because right. everyone turns into an immediate celebrity fucker, and yeah. you can uh, edit that out. Um, and they all are like, oh, man, I want to trade with you. I want to send, what's your address? Or like, come meet me at this thing. And I'm like, it's just a soccer player, and uh, leave it alone. Don't make it weird, because if you make it weird, then they won't engage in the future or be less inclined to do so. Yeah. I think that's why Zarek has like a, a, like a burner email account. <laughs> that he only checks like once a year to keep people valentini at gmail.com um well uh, on this one you can take it or leave it in but for me i felt like in, in a in the case of zarek that um he was really uh, part of his personal motivation was to position himself uh for future as a outreach the you know for community outreach and so a lot of what he was doing as a poster boy for uh patching as well as um the um lgbtq community was um trying to make those inroads for uh for his future and again to to make himself more valuable than just the product on the field is what you mean yes yeah Hundred percent. I mean, it's it's brilliant. I mean, if you, that's like if you're a sports player and you're not making millions of dollars a year, like you have to have a plan B and C yeah. for at some point when it's going to be over. So that doesn't shock me in any way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. And good on him for being smart enough to realize you can't play soccer for the rest of your life. And yeah. and you could transition into a PR position when you come out of it. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. He had a lot invested in this community, not only in what he did with the community, but he had a kid here. He, you know, with down yeah, roots here. Yeah, he just bought a house. Yeah. Rodney Wall still comes back to Portland. I think he owns a house still, too. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Does he ever enters? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to go get the checks. Yeah. Uh, the, Zarek, um, I think, uh, just one of my favorite players to, to engage with or talk to outside of, you know, him being a Timbers player. And oh, Josh is having technical difficulties. I sabotaged his microphone setup so that way we didn't have to hear him, and he's figuring it out an hour into <laughs> we this. We begged him to come here with his yeah. voice. <laughs> I'm not coming. I'm just going to take a um, Please come down so we can have you talk with the microphone turned off. Yeah, right. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say about Zarek, so I'll just uh, I'll move on. Uh, enough gushing. We're going to miss him. Um, but So I have two more questions specifically for you, which are one – you were famously labeled one of the bitch brothers by Merritt Paulson because mm-hmm. of his lack of appreciation for tots. Is there anything you would like to say back to him right now on this podcast? 
You know, it was it's interesting. I, I guess I'm always kind of serious about stuff, uh, but it was interesting to me that that didn't really hit me much until last year when I realized that what to me and like Todd uh, was just kind of playful and funny. Um, I realized, I guess, that Merritt Paulson thinks that he invented the timbers uh, somehow in his mind now and that everything else uh, just kind of flows uh, towards his benevolence. Uh, after what happened last season with uh, uh, him not supporting the supporters and the Iron Front Band and everything else. Um, uh, so it started to hit me a little bit more that what he said was actually mean-spirited uh, and not just fun uh, you know, interchange between fans and ownership. Uh, not that he's an owner, he's just a franchisee. Um, so uh, I don't really have anything to say to him other than that uh, I would say to anybody who's a, a you know, person thinks they own things like that is that, uh, you know, you're, you're a steward of this business that actually every other person puts their money into. You know, he didn't, he doesn't put his money into this business. He takes it out of it. We're the ones that put the money into it that he takes out. So he, um, they need to pay a little bit more attention to the fact that we are consumers uh, and not just from a, a marketing standpoint, but uh, uh, the fact that um, it doesn't would not take much more to tip this house of cards over and see people leave the stands in droves. We had a season to kind of recollect ourselves and go, what's important again? Um, But if he comes back like that again this season, I could see it doing, um, you know, uh, long-term damage to this club. PDXFC is right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, And uh, that certainly could, if people get disenfranchised with the the feeling uh, or the support or lack of support from ownership. Yeah. That was a very articulate answer. I didn't. I think I thought you were going to deny the question, and I was like, "I deny the premise of the yeah, question." I was like, Shit, man, that was that was really good. Um, uh, and then the last question is: uh, I'm going to edit this for the radio. Is bang, marry, kill the three of us? I mean, I guess you know, it's got to be bang, Josh. What? Marry John and kill Randy. (laughs) Randy, you did. Hashtag kill Randy. It's always going to be kill Randy, regardless. Uh, Okay, so let's start there. Yeah. Josh is just, you know, he's, you know, he's the sexy beard. He's the guy who likes to please. He's kind of swarthy. He's in that height range I like. (laughs) (laughs) And John, you look like you're, you know, you're a a supportive type. So, you know, um, I feel like I do well. Maybe have uh, better clothes in my life. Maybe a better car if I, you know, married to you. Yeah, you, yeah. you might have all those things. What is your favorite European designer? Oh, um, probably uh, is Pierre Cardin still a designer? <laughs> that, <laughs> or do you like just make perfume? Brand. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, that's that's good. I, I feel pleased that I was chosen as the marriage opportunity. Mm-hmm. I would also choose you in marriage over the three of these. Looney Tunes I, as well. I want to marry Jonathan too. Yeah, <laughs> get in line. There's a line. I didn't bring a rose. Yeah, sister got, husbands or yeah, whatever. That's. I got my man trap working on full speed right here. Um, so uh, that's the end of the official questions. Uh, Do you want to stick around? Yeah, I'd love to stick around. Right. Whatever you want to. Yeah, I just like hanging out. <laughs>
Yeah. So, well, do you have any parting comments that you would like to say in general for the podcast? Any parting comments for, um, uh, for Patch Patrol? Anything? I guess just, uh, um, you know, try and, what's that? Keep on patching. Keep on patching. (laughs) You know, it's, uh, there's growing pains, I think, with a lot of our different organizations that we are involved with right now. They're, uh, um, we don't really realize that they're organisms um, into themselves. So, you know, just be patient with these uh, these little groups, and uh, you can still get good things out of them, whether it be the 107ist, the Timbers Organization, or Patch Patrol. Just be kind to each other. You sound like a hippie. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I hear myself yeah. perfect. I, I hear everyone but you. Yeah. I can't if you would showed up on time, then... Nothing would be different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Travis, thank you for, for joining us and answering our silly questions. Uh, and, and glad you're going to stick around uh, for the rest of the, the recording here and to add commentary because Josh, is, <laughs> his microphone doesn't work and his voice hurts. So um, one of the things I wanted to talk about was uh, the new kit launch and the early leaks of the new kit and it was you re- you really are ignoring my notes yeah you said very stuff. like <laughs> i'm gonna screenshot and post this on the facebook page so everyone can see the comments from randy which are just like you, you get like a Cut. red line from an opposing lawyer uh or like when you're negotiating a contract and this is all in red and all how everything is very wrong versus any like wow this is gonna be fun or like very brief please <laughs> not worth a lot <laughs> yeah. yeah push to next episode <laughs> boring yeah it's re- it's right um but the new kit launch um i was uh <laughs> travis is looking at it right now yeah uh, you would be really good in negotiating you should absolutely join my i thought company. this was like a forum i thought this was notes as like hey let's discuss this that was my feedback that does not say let's I mean, discuss it. If I, have to, if I have to hold your hand, you're doing a really good job, Jonathan. Yeah, he does say really please in all caps. Approach. Real good yeah. job. Thanks, buddy. Can it's, you give me a beautiful. gold star? Yes, I can. And a smiley face. And yeah. a unicorn sticker. <laughs> you are so unique. You are the... Uh, that was one of my buddies in uh, Germany. Uh, his name is Christian Cruz. Uh, and he plays in a band called Adam Angst. <laughs> he, uh, uh, he, um, uh, hilariously, uh, they came to visit in his old band, uh, Waterdown, which was signed to Victory Records, cool dudes, all really good friends. And they were asking my parents questions and he was talking about sweet 16 birthday parties and he goes, is that real? Like, do all Americans get a sweet 16 birthday party? Like just from like, from TV and what they watch over there, that's what they see. Or like when right. I was on MTV and asking about American culture, my mom's like, no. no. <laughs> um, so Adam Angst, is that like a, like a tribute band that they only cover songs that Adam Ant recur- recorded during his like mental breakdown phase? No, uh, Adam Angst, you should actually, it's all in German. It's kind of fun. Most European bands uh, try to sing in English to attract a wider audience. Right. Uh, and, uh, they have done everything in German, uh, and Adam is the actual singer's name, uh, and it's a, I'm talking about ego, uh, um, <laughs> uh, but it's pretty good. Uh, they're pretty. Uh, you I mean, know why? It's because he didn't get a sweet sixteen birthday yeah, party. He just wanted one <laughs> so bad. Um, 
You should uh, check them out though. It's kind of fun. They're 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 a really good band and they're pretty famous outside of the U.S., which is um, like they're playing all the huge festival shows and concerts and whatnot over in Europe. But good band and Christian, very good dude. When my parents go Wait, to Germany, it's a Christian band. No, no, his name is Christian. Okay, uh, Christian. Um, he um, when my parents go to Germany to visit, they stay at his house and he takes them around as like old people to go do all the old people shit uh, that he. Uh, doesn't a handsome young man probably doesn't want to do look like sprockets? Um, but so back to the kit launch, which is now not very brief at all. Randy is now 13 minutes later. Cut, yeah, nope, keep. Um, uh, what do you guys think? I I thought it looked terrible from the first leaks, yeah, it looks uh, bad. Uh, looks bad in person, too. I thought it was gonna look good. I saw a kid at the stadium wearing one, and I was like, oh, geez, buddy, I totally bought one. Even though I said I wasn't going to do it. And then I was like, <laughs> you and your disposable. Income. Yeah, I was super. You could have had microphone cables instead yeah. of that. <laughs> that works. We'd be able to hear Josh talk. Hello. <laughs> um, I'm, the, I think the kit itself looks good. I hate the three Adidas yeah. stripes on every jersey. And yeah. I really hope that I, I, I don't even know how much money Adidas pays MLS to be the sole kit sponsor of the league. But I would love for some uh, creative ability. So there was a good article in The Athletic about that, um, and it was kind of like, well, who's responsible for these crappy kits? And it was like, well, kind of everybody is. And they, they would, it, would, it didn't really give you – it's like ultimately it makes, makes it sound like the, the, the teams do bear a certain amount of responsibility for it, and, and if it's really bad, it's probably because, probably because they didn't push back enough, enough against it. The article said stuff to the effect of, well, some of these teams don't have knowledgeable design staff to do that. Some of these teams oh, apparently don't don't well. care. Um, sometimes people ask for stuff that we can't do. So we're saying that in that article, there's like four or five people at Adidas who would design all of the kits for all of the teams. Right. Josh is shaking his head now. Hold on, Josh. We'll just slide you over here with my microphone for a minute. I am shaking my head. Oh, I can hear myself. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's. It's. It doesn't really work that way, but it's still. I. I like the kit. I don't like the collar. It's too thick, and the three stripes down the side. We're making. <laughs> I like the white. The whiteness of it. That's the whole but, thing, yeah, man. We are going to make iron front arrows yeah. that are being available soon. That come in a little pack. And then you can just stick them on. That's the, the only reason to buy that off. top, then. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's on the wrong side, though. Is that the? It doesn't matter. All right, all right. Well, it looked really janky too, where the collar connected yeah, it, up with it, the front panel. Yeah, if you're the, gonna do hoops, do hoops. Don't, don't. I mean, that's just pinstripes. Yeah, totally agreed. Well, I wasted money, uh, and I bought it. <laughs> sure and, did, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be funny. It's gonna become one of the really popular ones later. And whenever everyone wants to trade for it, I'm gonna have like five. All right. Any other comments on the new kit launch? I haven't bought a kit in I don't know eight years. So is that because you don't want to give Merritt Paulson any money? Yeah, it's part of it. Yeah. <laughs> what's the, what's the last one you bought? The alternate kit? I think I've seen you wear that one. The the 2015 alternate kit. Yeah. The the dark uh, the dark. Dark um, green with the gold. Dark green and gold. Yeah, yeah. that's the last one I bought. Such a sweet jersey. They should have done. I mean, so once you've once you've done the best, why right. even keep yeah. going? Yeah. Just keep that one forever. I would love an all black Timbers jersey. Uh, that's my 
that's my dream. That's my request. Because okay. it makes you feel. I mean, why do you want slimmer? all black? Yeah, I like <laughs> a, I like a slimmer look. Yeah, <laughs> I hear a lot of people say that they want all black, and I just wonder because you're like. Everybody wants to be Mr. Black, and, yeah. and uh, <laughs> you got a bunch of guys who don't know each other fighting over it. Yeah, my black shirt. Yeah. yeah, I wear all black all the time for the most part. That's generally my my color of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we'll we'll move on to the next topic that Randy finds not valuable for the listeners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Back me up, listeners. Yeah, both of you. So when I wrote Costa Rica recap, I didn't mean the timbers. I just meant I wanted to talk about my vacation. Oh. Um, no, I'm lying. I just no. made that up <laughs> in the moment. Um, what? Yeah, you went to a vacation. You could You were going to Costa Rica. Why didn't you go when the timbers were, were there? Fuck, dude. That was uh, – we booked this trip back in June. So uh-huh. actually a New Avenues for Youth charity event. So we go to Brews uh. for New Avenues every summer. Uh, and puts we, his money where his mouth yeah, is. Yeah, we won an auction uh, to go to Austin, Texas to hang out with the owner of Jester King Brewing, um, which, if they're like a farmhouse, like wild style ales and uh, very good. And as part of that package, we received two free tickets to anywhere Alaska Airlines flies. And cool. so. Uh, I did not end up, I forgot that we had won that part of the package. And so I just bought our flights to Austin, Texas. And I was like, oh shit, we have to use these flights. I'm like going, well, hell, I mean, they're good for anywhere Alaska flies. We might as well go somewhere fun. And so we booked Costa Rica because the tickets expired in, it was like June or July. (laughs) And so I had to book it. And at that point, the Timbers preseason training was not yet scheduled, but I was wearing my Timbers hat when I was there. And everyone at the hotel, everyone who worked there was like, oh, the Portland Timbers and uh, talking about Julio Cascante and Guzman and, yeah. and everyone else. And it was kind of fun to to shoot the shit with random folk about people who actually know who the Timbers are, because that doesn't happen anywhere else I go. I remember when I went to Costa Rica and we were telling people, uh, oh, yeah, we, uh, you know, we run into people. I was wearing a Timbers kit and they'd be like, oh, yeah, Timbers. And and uh, I say, yeah, we still, uh, we've got some players. And I'm like, Guzman. And they're like, hmm. Like, you know, raise yeah. their eyebrows. Uh, Roy Miller. And they're like, he's still playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even back then. And then they, but they all they knew was Rodney Wallace, who at yeah. that point had moved to New York. But yeah. Guzman is now back in Costa Rica playing for Saprisa, which I did not know. I didn't know uh, that. And I was like, yeah, David, you know, David Guzman, he played for Portland. Now he's in Columbus. And they're like, he plays for Saprisa. And I was like, you guys don't know your soccer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was it was fun. And then one of the guys who was working, uh, he was a former pro player, but busted out his knee. And he was the one who knew the most about all the teams and the players. And so I went and I, I had a Timbers Army pin on my bag. And so I went up and grabbed it and gave it to him. And he was like, I got bad news for you. And I was like, if you fucking say Seattle, I swear to God, like I'm going to leave bad <laughs> reviews about your service to the front desk. Um, and it was, he's like, maybe I'll consider changing my allegiances due to this pin. Uh, it was pretty fun though. Um, but no, I was going to say the Costa Rica recap. She said, that's bad news for you, buddy. Not yeah. bad news for me. Yeah. <laughs> but the the Costa Rica recap, we couldn't watch any of the games, right? That was right. nothing was right. televised. It was just like videos of highlights. Yeah, highlights. Josh is so dejected right now that he's just <laughs> reading through Twitter and watching videos. <laughs> I just looked over at his no, computer. The, the fan 
the um, code of conduct was just updated. Oh no. Oh, like just updated, like breaking news. It's happening right now. Okay, Josh, hold on. We're gonna give you microphone time. Have again. you have you read it yet? Uh, well, yeah. They just they lifted the ban, the Iron Front ban, and they removed the word political. Ah. I don't know what that means. Okay. It's a lot of Trump. Hats so see, and everything's flags. okay now. Great. We'll so wait, that legit give, just happened. Yeah. You can give all your money to merit now. Uh, well, we'll see. Time will tell. <laughs> yes. Yeah, if, if Merritt wears an Iron Front shirt to a game, then he can have all of Travis's money. Okay. I'm still not going to pay eleven fifty for a beer. That's because you sneak him in in your socks, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm in for a season of Gate pat downs. Thanks C. a lot. <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. Eleven fifty for a beer. Yeah. Um, I, I used to sneak beers in. When I first started going, <laughs> how do you sneak beer in? You just in a can, like you have your big padded. But you jacket have to go through like a metal detector. Frick, frick car- well, this was before metal detector days. But I don't know. Does that pick up aluminum cans? Um, right, doesn't pick up the the pins in my knee. So that was the when I met Brianna. Uh, like I'm I'm punk, but I'm like a rule follower punk. It's a weird <laughs> scenario. Jeez, and, what are you, Johnny Ramone? Yeah, uh, where I when. The first time I went to hang out with Brianna when I met her and she lived in Seattle, we went to a, a Mariners game and we were getting ready to leave her house and she started pouring up flasks with Jägermeister and I'm like, what's up, oh bitch? Yeah. Um, and she just puts it in the front of her pants and we go to the game and I'm like, oh my God, what if you get caught? They're going to kick you out. Uh, and... And at that point, I realized how rad she actually was because she had two flasks of Jägermeister stuffed in her pants. <laughs> and then we just went in the game and crushed it. It was great. All right. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so Costa Rica recap, it was, uh, again, um, we couldn't watch any of the games, just some highlights from TV. And I Josh, watched one of those games, the, the, the team that starts with an H. What, what team was that? I don't know. But anyways, it looked like they were all high school kids. Do you think you think those guys care? You know, like any of those? No, not at all. I mean, that's like that's pre preseason where right, yeah, they're, they're not even. The Timbers were putting out a first team for the first half and a second team for the second half of the game. Like it's like no. No, real... but do you think the Costa Rican teams care? Well, that's a good question. Do we know any Costa Ricans we could ask? No. I don't think it matters. I mean, Guzman is, isn't he? Isn't isn't that where he's from? Costa Rica? Do they even qualify for anything ever? Yeah, dude, they're good. They they beat. They qualify for kicking our ass in yeah, CCL all the yeah, time. Yeah, Saprissa knocked us out of the the Concacaf Champions League that year. Concacaf Champions League. Oh god damn it! I love the Champions League. I think we talked about this already, but Champions Concacaf Champions League is more important than the MLS Cup. Done. Okay. Anyone agree? Disagree? Um. About it. It's I more mean, interesting. S- yes, S- more important because no one in North America has ever won it before. Wait, did, Toronto didn't win it, did they? No, no, they, they came. That was yeah, Montreal. They I think they the came Montreal, close. The they finals, made it to yeah. the final. Um, so it was like three years ago, whatever. So the problem with Concacaf Champions League and it not being valued is, it, it, I just don't understand when people argue against it and. It, it's not fun beating the same teams over and over again every year who can buy the best overall players. It's more fun to win something on an international stage or more right. prestigious or important 
um, than <clears throat> winning a closed league every year. It's like any other sporting event, like baseball or um, or American football. It's just like, okay, great, yeah, you beat the same teams every year. Who cares? This one, if you could eventually make it to the Club World Cup, how awesome would that be? Do you think that Timbers Army... We'd need to get a second right back, I think, if we... <laughs> Maybe central defender. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that to me is would be cooler than, you know, beating anyone in the playoffs yeah. of the MLS okay. Cup. I'd sure. rather make it to a Club World Cup, go to... We could we could get like five or ten different patch designs out of that. Oh, at least <laughs> five or ten patch designs. Um, but, all right, we're going to skip the Costa Rica recap because we keep getting sidetracked uh, off of it unless anyone has anything they want to say other than nice two goals by Eric Williamson. Oh, yeah. I'm, and that Valeri free me. kick. Ooh, girl, that was gorgeous. No, I think they won all of them, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah. undefeated, and they won um, uh, this past Sunday as well. Did you guys go? I did. Josh did not. Josh I am excited to go. I was super bummed to miss... This past Sunday, um, so it it was it was fun. It was first of all, it was a blast being there, and it was you know a joyful occasion. Um, you wanted to wanted to see, you know, it's Vancouver. We wanted I wanted to see our guys just you know push those guys around and just beat them into the ground, and you know run roughshod over them. But that did not happen. Um, it was kind of just like a regular Timbers game. It was some exciting um, offense, and then you're like, oh god, our defense is real sketchy sometimes and uh although the new guy Zuparich he seemed pretty capable yeah, I um then I looked went back and looked at the highlights and he and I think he was res- sort of re- he did miss his marking on their goal um but uh, and then Vancouver actually looked really good they seemed like they had like entirely new players except for maybe one guy that I recognized and, and they all seemed pretty young and they all it was probably a pretty exciting time to be a Whitecaps fan how many people were there um, like think of any Houston Astros, Astros, Houston Dynamo game or FC Dallas game, and it was just slightly, maybe about that full. That's awesome for a first preseason game to to for again games that don't matter and people still right. go. Back to your comment about merit, like yeah, you're welcome, merit. Well, yeah, but I mean, even that we used to. And pack them in for those preseason ones. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that that is any great. I would say that was quite a bit down for a Sunday, yeah, from yeah, what I saw. Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, it, there was there was a, there was a sizable turnout, um, but it wasn't. You know, I wouldn't even say it was half pack. I would say maybe a third. It was fun sitting in the front row and just all of us hanging out. We had like the whole row. We had like twelve people or something. My biggest gripe was that they seemed to pare down the alcohol selection. They didn't have full taps running everywhere like they normally do. So your choices were like Bud Light and whatever they have, the, the stuff. Outrageous. Yeah. Yes. We're, the, Egregious. we're the tots. <laughs> we're the bitch but brothers. I had to go out of my way to find cider. Yeah. <laughs> I had to leave my section. Oh, man. that's the, the TA has the best beer selection in that bar right behind... The double uh, post. Yeah, there is quite a few good taps in there. Yeah, whereas, and, and that's the cider one, or the Two Towns booth is good too. Yeah, Key Bank just is we were the same. it in Key, Key Bank. Oh, I know. 
It's so gross in Key Bank. They're <laughs> they didn't, they didn't have donuts. They had cookies after the match. Yeah, it's gross. Poor people. Off. Yeah, poor people in Key Bank. Not That's, impressed. Yes. <laughs> they must be I getting like, secret passes to get in somehow. But yeah, no, I always make the poor jokes, but uh, okay. uh, Key Bank is uh, super fun. Have you been there yet, Travis? Yeah, I've been in there. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen you in there. Um, you were with me a few times last year. Yeah, yeah. I was I was doing a lot of nomading last year. I uh, decided that's going to be my new role. The no nomad. one section. Is there a section that you want to go to that you haven't been to yet? Oh, good question. Uh, I'd like to uh, view one from up in the the new uh, terraces above. That would be fun. The, the very top and, ones. Yeah, I'd see from any of those, and then uh, I've st- I've still never seen one from the Audi uh, Sunset um, the boxes. Yeah. Boxes. I'd like to see a match there. That's everywhere else I've seen it from. I'd like to go to. Well, I'd like to go to both of those too. I've seen a Thorns match from one of the levels, not the fancy new level, and not the very top level. What's that one called? Above Tanner Ridge, is Duracell the top level? Yeah. Below Duracell. Anyways. The Duracell deck. Um, I watched the, Thor- the Toyota Tercel. There's three. <laughs> Toyota <laughs> Tercel. That's what I think when I see that. I always see Tercel instead of Terrace. Toyota Tercel. Uh, I'd like to go to the. I've never been to the South Deck. Have you ever watched one from South Deck? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yep. All right. No, there's. It's Keybank. I've seen it from the Tanner Ridge, something, and then Duracell. Right. I've seen a Thorns match from the something. The something, yeah, and it the, was it was good. It's like watching it on TV, though. Yeah, what's the you have, point? You have, well, you have a perfect view of, and you can. But it is weird being up in that level, like before you get down to the seats, where you can just kind of see it. And you, it looks like the whole stadium is collapsing on you. Yeah, it's very claustrophobic. Seats are garbage. <laughs> garbage. That's what I understand. Yeah. I used to like to go over. I used to be able to, um, no matter where your seats were, you could go into the Widmer. Uh, section down there at the south end and anybody could sit down there and order big pitchers of beer and watch the match from those little pub tables there so they figured out they could charge you like 200 bucks a seat for that. right exactly but uh but it was in it was invariably at some point a ball would wing in over there and hit this table and go <laughs> you just see this explosion of beer, beer you know everywhere pictures. it was nice fun all right so the other things we need to discuss um, since the last time we recorded, which it's been a long time since we recorded. It's been over a month. So a lot of things have happened. Uh, the Nizgoda signing is finally confirmed, which we were all pretty sure that was going to happen. Was did, was he on the field? No. no. I, that's what I thought. I was like, I, I couldn't. Well, I arrived late and didn't see the lineup, so I didn't recall him being there. I remember Mora being there. So Mora was in the starting lineup based yeah. on what I was reading, and we'll talk about uh, starting lineups in a in a minute. But uh, I'm excited that he's actually been confirmed because there was all that drama about his uh, potential heart issues, but the surgery apparently went well. Yeah. And again, when we reviewed his stats on a previous podcast for his performance in Poland, he... he previous podcast performing previous, in Poland. Yeah, I want to go to the PPPPPPP again. Um uh, but he clearly is a consistent performer, which is what, again, I value in a designated player position. Someone who can score a game-winning goal or a first, like, hard-to-get goal 
not a you're up three nothing and you score two more and everyone's like he scored ten goals that game you know no one cares oh you missed a crazy goal by Polo at the preseason was that even so I saw the uh, the replay was that meant to be a shot on goal or was he trying to cross it. Um, I don't know who he'd be crossing to. He either got way away (laughs) from it. Either a really bad cross or a fantastic shot on goal. It looked like he was looking at goal. You think so? That's all I can say. And and the way he angled that, even from when his uh, boot hit the ball, it looked like it was going towards that goal. He wasn't trying to put it anywhere else. Mora looks tough. That was my next question. So Mora was the secret that, you know, they had said a couple times or in interviews, Gavin Wilkinson or whatnot, that, hey, we're looking at a couple more attacking players and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden Mora comes out of nowhere. I have to admit, I had a couple ciders at that game. A couple of beverages? Yeah. Um, so, you know, a little bit fuzzy on the details. But, yeah, he looked really tough. Yeah. <laughs> yes, expert analysis. Sports yeah, hard. We can still hear you. Yeah, you should. It's still going to pick up in my yeah. mic, even if you just talk loud. Um, yeah. So we can talk about proposed starting lineups. That was one of the things that uh, we were considering talking about. And I'm looking at the starting lineup that they played, and it was Clark, Morera, Mabiala, Zuparic, Zuparic, or Zuparic. Uh, yeah, probably. sure. Zuparic, Viafania, Paredes, Chara Chara, Valeri, Blanco, and Mora. And I, I don't see how that's not the starting lineup on opening day. Probably is. Maybe he needs Gota if Maybe. he's... I don't know what... You think he's going to be ready already? I feel like he would have showed up. If he was going to be ready, he would have come on. I mean, because they were doing that thing where they sub. And I think it was like 70 minutes in, like the... Second half, everyone came out was like a different team, and then like, yeah, then they, like a couple holdovers, and then um, um, like seventy minutes or so, and they just, they subbed everybody off wholesale pretty much, and it was a bunch of guys. I was like, who's that guy? I went to a couple of Timbers two matches last year, but I don't you know I didn't recognize any of those guys. Yeah. Oh, Timbers two and that sad season ticket sales for the new location out in. I, no one's going to buy season tickets for that. I mean, people will, will go and they'll go if they're out there. But I mean, that, that can't have been a surprise. It's far. It's too wait. So to go that far and have a couple of drinks and then be expected to get home—that's at least an hour and a half on max for us from here in Northeast. Or it's an Uber that costs forty-five dollars each way, which is right. But those nobody was showing up from this part of town, anyways, to see you know this. Portlanders were not going to T two matches when they were in Portland, for the most part. So I went once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went to three or four, four I think. And it was it was fun, right? I, I much preferred oh, yeah. at Merlot Field, but yeah, um, that game we went to. They have to, yeah, they have they have to market that to the the, the Beavertons and the Hillsboroughs, and they have to market it to that that. Demographic. Yeah, that's probably the plan. Yeah, because Hillsborough is so huge now. Getting bigger. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I might be suffering from thinking that everyone on the team is an all-star uh, because yeah, I'm just looking at the the you know available players for this year. And so we talked about who we think is going to start. Now who's not going to start? So Andy Polo. Espria. Espria. Maddox. 
Andres Flores, uh, Julio Cascante, Tomas Konechny, uh, Bill Tuiloma, Eric Williamson, Marco Farfin, Renzo Zambrano, Marvin Luria. Like all of these players are capable of starting in MLS. And so if you can only sub on three, there's going to be a ton of unhappy people and people who are better than playing at T2. So as part of our lineup and roster, who do you think is going to be the first person to demand uh, a trade or get a trade in the first transfer window? I don't know. I think we have a big enough team to play two teams. We honestly... get us far, like in the, maybe even in the playoffs. It, there are en- enough... <laughs> Shut good- up, maybe even in the playoffs. Uh, are you I- serious? You don't think we're going to make it into the playoffs? Mid-table team. Ooh, I so hardcore disagree for this year. I honestly think this year is going to be the year of the Timbers, uh, and well, I, I think we're setting up for that. I called at least we're going to win U.S. Open Cup and Cascadia Cup for this year, guaranteed. It's a bold statement. Yeah, I look at our lineup, and again, maybe I have on my hometown all-star sunglasses, thinking that you know we're the best thing ever. But that lineup is legit with. Uh, con- consistency is what wins. So you look at like Liverpool right now. Granted, they buy every player ever, but the three main attacking threats like Firmino, Mane, and Salah, they all play well together, and that's why they can score a shit ton of goals because they play together for so long. They know what each other are going to do. And um, with our team, granted, you know, Brian Fernandez and, you know, blah, 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 but. Defense, you're having another year of Marrera, Mabiala, Clark, Viafania, Diego Chara. Like, that's consistency in the back. And, yeah, Dario um, Zuparic will have to figure out what he's going to do and, and, like, join the team. But I think that consistency is what's going to do it. So that leads – I kind of jumped into the next topic uh, already where I was saying Timber's season prediction – and Randy wrote push to the next episode. So I'm just going to, I thought we were going to record twice before the yeah, season started, but we're not going to do no, that. No, it's yeah. Okay. So, uh, again, I am calling us open cup Cascadia cup and a challenge for the MLS cup challenge means past the first round in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, past the, uh, play in game or, or first round proper final four. Okay. Are we in? Are we in one of those in that BS tournament with the the Liga MX teams this year? We're not. Okay. I don't think so. Copa Verde. I think we are. I heard people complaining about I think that, we but are. I couldn't tell if that was just. Well, I guess this would have been a point to do some research about. <laughs> yes. I have a microphone. So, Josh, what is your prediction? Yes. <laughs> I like. Um, the Open Cup, I think that one would be good because we went far last year. It seems like they took it seriously last we, yeah, year. Yeah, and it was fun going to those games too. Um, I think we'll go – I like the new playoff format a lot. So we could actually – if we play both teams correctly, we could get pretty far, I think. In, commitments. Yeah. What? My, what? Commitments. What are your commitments? What am I committing to? Yeah. Make a prediction. I yes. did. I just said two. Some things. I don't think. Um, let's do um, Sounders for the Cascadia Cup again, just for fun. Oh, 
Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Why not, right? They back seem to, to win it on, and when they don't deserve it, like exactly. it's always like, like oh, the the Cascadia schedule's not balanced this year, and blah they blah always, blah. Or else get the upper hand. In the case of 2016, we just horribly choke in Vancouver. Travis, uh, MLS. Um, I would say uh, final. I think that uh, I'll make that prediction. We'll be in the final. Um, you know, the Open Cup is just so random. But if there was ever a time that the Timbers could do it, it's this year with this coach, with this team, uh, with you know very strong secondary players. I think they definitely could do that. But it's just such a wild card. I don't know. It's hard to predict what could happen there. And then uh, Cascadia. Yeah, I think we're we're strong for that. Well, I'll call that a prediction. We win that. All right, I'm going to say we're going to win Cascadia Cup. We're going to make it to the first proper round of the playoffs at least. That's kind of wishy washy. Um, I say we'll make the final four in the Open Cup, and we are in the Leagues Cup, is what this is called. And we'll be the first twenty twenty. Yeah, we are. We are one of the first. We are in the, the group of. Eight teams going to the League's Cup. Um, let's see, Union, Toronto, D.C., Red Bulls, Salt Lake City, Minnesota, L.A. Galaxy, and Timbers. Man, I bet we make it to the finals of that. What is it? That's the – against – it's the Mexican Football Federation. It's Liga MX and um, MLS. League's Cup last year was the first year. Exactly. What is that? It's like the Europa League. Oh. Sort of. Sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a it's a it's a half-ass thing they put together to try and get more money out of people. Eastern Bloc nations. Yeah, so we're gonna go to we're gonna go to the finals of that. <laughs> sure, we are. Now my money's on DC United for that. DC, they don't have uh, what's his face. They don't have Rooney anymore. Stand by my statement. Okay. <laughs> Josh, I think we shared this microphone. All right, so now we're on to things that I want to talk about, right? Nope. That's denied <laughs> for this episode. We're, we're Put, done. Push. Cut. Cut. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, I want to apologize for our shoddy coverage of Thorns related material, and, um, and just um, which does not mean that I'm going to stop talking about the Thorns. It just means that. I'm recognizing that we do not have good coverage and we don't necessarily know what we're talking about. Um, and if you really want that, you should go to the Riveters, the Riveting podcast. It's kind of funny. My coworker who listens to the podcast, he said, wow, it seems pretty clear that no one's really interested in talking about the thorns. Um, he goes, maybe you should try to actually focus on it if you want to talk about it. And then he also specifically said, Stop promoting other people's podcasts. On oh, our podcasts. I'm never going to stop doing Shocker. that. Yeah. I'm never going to stop doing that. Three podcasts that are better than ours: Soccer oh Touchdown, Morrisonic. I actually haven't listened to Riveters yet. Sellout. Man. I feel like uh, your coverage of Blazers is also lacking. Soccer Touchdown, yeah. please take me back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Christine Sinclair scored a record goal: 185 international goals. Did she score maybe one or two after that? Probably. Do you guys really watch? Do, do you guys watch any of the? 
Did you guys watch any of the uh, Olympic qualifications? No, I don't like you Olympic sexist pig. I don't like I don't like Olympic qualifiers. I don't actually like the Olympic games. I I watched that one game where it was like USA beat was it Panama eight nothing? Yeah, yeah, it that was, was brutal. Oh, that was it was it was really good to watch if you're a USA fan. Right, oh, yeah, man, all yeah. those games were like that. I was a little bit. I thought Lindsey Horan was going to be the the Golden Boot winner, but she actually was not. But she was like racking them up, man. Yeah, she got a hat trick in that one, didn't she? I can't. Yeah, it was. If I had taken better notes after I watched this, this was all very clear two weeks ago. Well, so good thing you brought it up and you were really passionate about it. A <laughs> yes. hole. This will be our last podcast. <laughs> That's well, all I have. No, you had two things. What? You had podcast stats. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. You should listen to us. <laughs> yes. More people should listen to us. There you go. No, um, I, I think the stats for just starting are are pretty good. I think we had about 90 or so listens last. We had a spike in the beginning where a lot of people listened, like 150, and then it went down. Greg Donnelly listened like 15 times yeah. to each episode. <laughs> and if we keep mentioning his name, he'll yeah. listen again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's like he just like turns down the lights, <laughs> turns up the heat, <laughs> slides out of his clothes. Yeah. yeah. My, I, my last thing. Oh, you got yeah. Nice. I was going to say that it's kind of funny because uh, both Josh and I have paid to promote the podcast I, I on disagree Facebook. With that. I disagree with that. You got outvoted. It's a democracy, man. Right, okay. Uh, and Randy was like the most disappointed I've ever seen him so far in knowing him, where he was like, Did you really pay to promote the podcast on Facebook? And I was like, Yeah. And he's like, you you spelled out organic in all capital letters with spaces oh, in between. Yeah, yeah. You were really disappointed. So that's one of many disappointments in my life. Yeah, I'm glad that I can help you uh, continue to be disappointed because I'm still going to pay to promote the podcast. It's like ten bucks. Yeah. Um, and we got some pretty. There are names that I have not seen in any of the the like culture groups uh, that have liked the podcast based on the it ads. It would not surprise me to find that people that don't know me will listen to the podcast, <laughs> whereas people that know me are probably, I'm not going to take a listen to that. And we have some merch. Especially for and Josh. And by merch, I mean stickers. Right. So find me and you get stickers. We have so, nice. two right now. St- just two two designs or just two, two desi- stickers? Just two stickers. <laughs> I've only seen one of them. Yeah, the new ones are coming. Right. And we have um, some shirts that no one ordered. And we got a few of those. Did you actually order shirts? Yeah. Oh, you sons of bitches. And um, some coasters coming out soon. And maybe Frisbees. Oh, those will yeah. be in my goodie bag for appearing. Yeah, yeah um, they will. You'll, you'll get the, the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast welcome kit. And in it is also toilet paper. Oh, um, God. <laughs> My uh, last bit here is I have a commercial for the new location for the Portland Table Soccer Club. We're meeting now at this place called Birdie Time, Birdie Time Pub on Main Street. Yeah, We are meeting there the second and fourth Thursdays of every month. This is the Portland Table Soccer Club. We play Sabudio Table Soccer. It's fun. You should come out and play it. It's a cross between chess and pool, and you can drink and pretend that you're a super su- a soccer superstar at the same time. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have anything else either. Uh, Josh, was there anything that you wanted to cover that we didn't talk about that Randy could have said no, but we can still do? I would like to promote um, the Silver Bar. <laughs> Travis's Silver Company. 
Oh, thank you, Josh. Yes, we are having a, uh, a trunk show uh, next week. Yes. Yeah, and everyone should go to that. Silver and Jewelry. Yes. Yes. It's called Silver Bar. Okay. It's not called Silver Jewelry. No, I'm, I'm just, you know, if people that don't know what that is, people that don't follow Curiosities on like social on media won't, won't, won't know what the hell you're talking about. We, we pay for advertising, so okay. everybody does. Everybody, you pay for it. Everybody knows. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have anything else. Um, you have anything else? really shitty right now, and Chelsea's not doing so hot. We're playing Tottenham this weekend at 4 o'clock in the morning. Burnley's in 10th place. That's all I have to say on that. Yeah, if we get this episode up before Saturday, which we probably won't, Toffee Club will be open for the 4.30 a.m. match, Spurs versus Chelsea. Yeah, we'll be there. Really? Yep. Travis, anything else? Oh, I have Margo. No, nothing here. It's a real uh, pleasure to be invited. The, Appreciate it. Are you just being nice? What? No, Remote? actually. This like, is a lot of fun. Ah, cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> you look genuinely surprised. Yeah, I thought it was like, Travis is going to be like, well, this is a waste of time. No, it's uh, good to talk to my buds about things I love. Yeah. All right, so outro music for this episode is a band called The Fall. It's called Hit the North because we're all getting ready to hit the North End. Uh, quintessential post-punk band um hope you like it come back and give us a listen where can they find us josh what (laughs) where can they find us um we're available on cut yeah just replay his his audio from the last are you on tiktok we're on tiktok (laughs) (laughs) we're on we're in myspace wait i didn't have a chance to bring it all up yet friendster friendster we have a new phone number that you can leave a message on at 503-583-4235. Or you can email us at portlandvanity at gmail.com. And we are also, you're able to stream us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Bye, Portland. <laughs>
Yeah, so we have to think about who our next guests are going to be. I think Greg Donnelly is on the docket as well. Is he? Yeah. And then we still got to get Corey. Oh, yeah. So you're not going to go up from this? Then? No, yeah, all, no, you're the, you're the pinnacle of this. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have like a 12 person podcast. <laughs> <Right. laughs> Let's cram them all in. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Once you're a guest, you have to stick around yeah. for the next <laughs> episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. You can do the um, uh, the the play the the, the sounds again uh, while we talk. This is all real good content, actually. Um, Fadi Afash does that name ring a bell? Two thousand ten was his last season with us. Um, convicted of stealing one hundred thirty eight thousand dollars from an elderly couple in Washington, sentenced to seventeen months in prison. Is that that's real? Yeah, that's real. Oh shit. Has this turned into a, a crime podcast? Yeah, it's been serious. Podcast, yeah. Hello, this is Greg, and I am calling to regretfully decline being able to attend Jonathan Everett's birthday bash in London. My deepest sympathies. Your partner, Jen, is super into the Niners, and you went to... Uh, yeah, Dave and Buster's, a local bistro <laughs> you may have heard of in Tucson. Uh, yeah, and uh, have you guys ever pooped at the stadium? <laughs> I have not. One emergency hot snake episode. <laughs> <laughs> I one time uh, we had a friend in town, and uh, you know, normal pregame outside of the stadium getting beers, and I was like. <laughs> I had a I had a growl and it was like the bathroom I was not going to use and so with um, KeyBank you can get in two hours early or whatever and just went straight to the KeyBank club and uh, oh those are like fancy restrooms yeah dude I sat there I had the best poop of my uh, Timber's loving career and oh dude it was yeah. glory uh, but I don't like to like no one wants to take a dump at the Timbers game, and I've seen some uncomfortable <laughs> runs to the bathroom uh, during a game, and ooh, that's tough. What about you, Josh? Ever poop? I haven't, but Margot has. <laughs> She's a kid. She's a kid. <laughs> but it's good because we got to go to the family bathroom. Yeah, and it's great. It's big. It's nice. I can stand in there. She can do her thing, and we're good to go. This is the second poop episode we've had. I thought it was patch episode. Poop talk with Randy. <laughs> Poop talk with he lo- Randy. So you never pooped at the stadium? No, I haven't. No. Do you not want to? Um, no, I don't want to. But I'm not like my kids who won't poop at school. They oh. will not poop at school, and then when they get home, it's like it's an emergency. Yeah, yeah you could not like pay me enough to poop at work or school. <laughs> like I, I will shit anywhere for any reason at any point, and uh, like if. Like pooping at work when you were an hourly employee, I mean, nothing is better than getting paid to take a dump. Uh, and same with school. It's like, oh, can I please go to the restroom? Why, why sit in class and I can go take a shit? Yeah, do you ever like calculate out, like, oh, I'm spent, I've been in the bathroom for eight I, minutes. This is my salary or hourly I've rate. done math that before in previous jobs. X amount of dollars to take it. <sighs> Sorry, guys, I didn't uh, mean to make it poo related, but everything always ends up talking about poop with me. Linda, what are you doing? What do you want me to do? I don't know. What are you doing? I'm looking at great patches and shit. All right. Are you putting this on your podcast? No, I don't know what you're talking about. You're a little asshole. Oh, man. What? It's a family podcast. Come on. No, it's not. Maybe if we did a rundown of Hollis Thorns players. (laughs) 
I could get involved with Oh that. my god, could you have immediately blacklisted we would be? Uh, unless short of sharks? Yeah. Recording. <laughs> that was a good break. <laughs>